LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. Are you somebody who's always jumping on the latest fashion trend? Wearing clothes that although are in vogue are uncomfortable and don't feel like you? Well, you're not alone. As according to Dublin fashion designer Paul Costello, a lot of us are making this mistake and many others when it comes to what we wear and how we present ourselves. And his points are very much supported by our regular guest of the show, image consultant Ria Macklin. Woman, always impeccably dressed and never a slave to a passing trend. Maria, it's great to have you back on 11 to 1. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Sinead. That's a huge compliment that I'm never a slave to a passing trend because it's very, very true. And it means that when you have things in your wardrobe, you have enduring style. So you're not constantly having to revamp and rebuy and, you know, buy what other people are wearing. It's it's very liberating. It is. And, you know, I've been following you very recently on, on social media. You've been going through a bit of a challenge. You love a challenge when it comes to I style. Do love a challenge. Explain this one, first of all, because this is a very interesting challenge and I've seen looks being put together by you each day that are just gorgeous. They're fab. Well, it, it's, it's a colour challenge. So twice a year, I'm, I'm, I'm part of a franchise, which is House of Colour, which is a, the premier global um, image consulting group. And they we bring out twice a year what we call the fashion update. So this is where we dive into the trends, we unpick them, we look at the catwalks, we unpick what's going on there and we make it relevant to you so that while you have an enduring style that's right for you, you're also up to date. And part of that publication, we put together colour challenges. So we see what's on the catwalk and then we bring it into your colour season, whichever the colours are right for you. And, and we give you inspiration and ideas about how to get into your wardrobe bring out new colour combinations that you mightn't have tried before yeah. and put your clothes together. It's really dressing up. You're playing dressing up in your wardrobe. Yes, um, and you've had great yeah. fun with this because I think was there coral was something that you wouldn't have normally well, gone a, for. It's, and it's actually a colour that I should, that belongs yes, to me, but I don't it. have any of it. So the, the other thing that this does identifies where your gaps are. So if I had coral in my wardrobe, which I had steal a jumper from my daughter's <laughs> she didn't know I didn't tell her um, but if I had I mean two of the outfits that, that the combinations that were suggested included coral and I didn't have it so it's now on my list and I'm looking for a pre-loved something in coral which is in the right style for me because it will allow me to make not just one outfit but many many others and that's the whole point that everything you bring into your wardrobe you need to make lots and lots of outfits from it and that goes back to the whole point about shopping and yes. what you need to look for. Yeah. Absolutely. And if people follow you on Unlocking Your Style on social media, they'll see all of the different ways. Like you will see Maria wear the same stuff, but in such different creative ways on there. It really is brilliant. Now, I've been guilty uh, to being a slave of a passing trend many times. And no matter how much I convinced myself, number one, I didn't feel comfortable. And number two, whatever I'd chosen to wear did not look good on me. So is it true that you need to feel good to look good, Maria? Completely. There's a wonderful quote that we use all the time to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Think I love about that. that. Yes. It's fabulous. it's fabulous. And people, I mean, everybody's trying to make us something else. We're trying to look like, 
uh, fashionable, we need to be on the latest trend, we need to look like this influencer or that influencer or somebody you see in a fashion magazine or some celebrity somewhere and the, the, the tricky part about that, there are two things. First of all, you'll be uncomfortable in that you might not be able to walk, you might not be able to sit, you might not be able to drive. But the other thing is when you're wearing, in inverted commas, somebody else's clothes, when you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, when you look in the mirror and say, that isn't me, not only is that distracting to you because you can't, your clothes will take all the attention yeah. from you, but also from the people watching you. And if you're ever watching people who are uncomfortable in their clothes because they can't move or they can't sit or they're wriggling or they're pulling or they're, you know, they're, and, and you see the clothes and, and they're not, the clothes are taking over and they're not supporting what that person is doing. Your clothes need to support what you're doing always. So you are the thing that comes out on top. We see you first. The clothes are the supporting act. They should never take over. They should never be distracting. And, and you should look in the mirror and go, yes, this is me. Yes. When you walk into a, pe- into a room, people see you for what you are. They see you yourself, not something you're not. It's hard to do, but it's, it's wonderful when you can do it. Yeah, completely. And this is where uh, Dublin-based designer uh, Paul Costello comes in because we were discussing an article about him. And he, yes. surprisingly, because normally with designers, you, they're obviously trying to kind of, you know, promote their latest styles and promote their clothes for everyone. But he is very vocal on this and he is very kind of of the idea of not all these trends that we're putting out are for everybody and you no, shouldn't go for them if they're no, not. You shouldn't. Mm. Yeah, no, you shouldn't go for them. And he's always been a bit bold about what he said. And yes. He, you know, he, he, he always defies what, what is the current thing to say. He's always been like that. And he's right. I can't wear a flouncy dress no matter how hard I try. I was in one of the charity shops in Carrick yesterday trying on stuff that's not right for me. It's hilarious. Right colours but the styles are so wrong. Not only do I feel uncomfortable, I look uncomfortable and I just can't do it. And, and no matter how many people are putting them out on their social media, fancy dresses with big sleeves, I yeah. can't do that. I just cannot do it. And so you have to be very careful about what's right for you. You have to. What, what I always say to my clients is when you're in the changing room, take a photograph of you without your head. So cut your head off so you're not being judgmental about how you look and really look at the details. Mm. Do the shoulders. First of all, does it fit you? You know, is it the right size for you? Whether the size is a 12, 14 or 16, that's a guide. It's not a target. Do, does it fit you across the shoulders? Does it fit you across the bust? Is it too long? Is the bottom of the garment drawing a line across your widest part? If it is, then it's not right. Pull it up. You know, there are ways in which you need to look at the details. Do the pockets sit at the right place? Are the zips in the right place? Are the patch pockets in the right place? All of those details are really, really, really important. And That's if you so take key. a photograph yeah. without your head, then you're really looking at the garment and what it's doing for you. Is it supporting you or is it distracting from you? I love that idea. And yesterday, actually, I was shopping myself and I tried on, it was like just a, a fairly standard enough plain navy jumper. And I thought, oh, that colour is actually completely wrong completely wrong for me. Yeah. Uh, there was no other colour in the same kind of style so I left it be but you're, you're, you're getting in on me Maria. I'm, you're, you're slowly and surely you're changing yeah. me because uh, you know in the past I would have said oh maybe this that the, no there was no rescuing this it completely brought the whole the whole thing down. Now in yeah, terms so of you shouldn't ever compromise it shouldn't yes. ever do. I mean I always the other thing I say to my clients is put on your carpet head every time you shop. Now your carpet head is the head you use 
and you're buying a carpet or a big investment item. Okay. So you go into your you go into the websites, you research the brands, you research what you want the carpet to be made up of. Is it pure wool or is it a wool mix? How is it to be worn? Is it on the stairs? So it's going to be pounded on day after day. Therefore, you mightn't go for pure wool. You might go for something more hard wearing. You will get a professional in to measure up. You will get a professional in to fit it. You won't do that yourself. A carpet can't be too big or too small. Yes. You know, and, if, and so I suggest to my clients, when they're shopping, put on your carpet head. Do your research. Know what you need. Know what your styles are. Know what the right colours are. Make sure it fits you. And will you be able to pound on it for years to come? Will you have it, you know, will you be able to wear it over and over again? I love that. That's a great, great tip. And, you know, there's one of the trends that I see at the moment and I see it everywhere, mostly on teenagers and it's the crop top. And, you know, look at the teenage years, right? That's an age where... You do jump on trends. You're oh, desperate yeah. to sort of fit yeah, in. Experiment, of course. You Very do. hard to be individual, isn't it, Maria, for a teenager? It is, but some people can manage it. I, I, I'm funny, Sinead. I was out with my daughter yesterday. She's 16, and somebody looked at her and said, "Wow, you have your own style," and she yeah. does. Now, yeah. whether she picks that up for me, or I've given her permission to do it, or she doesn't feel she needs to conform, I don't know. She doesn't own a crop top. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not suggesting that everybody should, nobody should wear a crop top. You do what's right for you. And if that makes you feel comfortable, then. That's, that's the key. That is the key with yeah, this. Yeah, it Absolutely. is the key. You have to be able to do what's right for you and you have to feel like you're in your own skin. Yes, completely. Now, the temperature has, has dropped dramatically in the last kind of couple of days. Crop uh, tops. Yeah, for crop tops. <laughs> Get rid of them. It's all about the winter coat and layering up. So tell me about the, the winter coat, first of all. Um, you've got a little bit of a history around this for us. Well, it's just interesting that we don't... I, I certainly am somebody who doesn't reach for a tailored, proper overcoat like I used to. I tend to reach for a puffer jacket or a, a weather coat. I'm not standing at a bus stop. I used to stand at a bus You know, we used to need a good winter coat because we might be out in the cold a lot. And funnily enough, now when I'm, we're, we're looking at capsule wardrobes, you know, one of the items used to be a really good winter coat. And I call it the funeral coat because oh, that's yeah. really yeah. when you wear a winter coat because you're standing in a graveyard for a couple of hours and you're outside. But winter coats aren't as common as they used to be and and there's a question over whether they're disappearing like the hats and the gloves are you know the, the man who sews wear a hat they don't anymore it's a it's a it's not as common as it used to be and and so i just had a look at where coats came from and funnily enough they came from the men the men wore the coats first okay and, yeah and and it's and there's a whole lot of things around coats but they were cut a little bit bigger because you had to put them on over your suit they had to be made from woolen, good, closely woven woolen cloth because they had to be impermeable because you needed to be uh, protected from the wind and the rain. They were they moved into the military like everything has. And with the war, coats became a thing that you wore. I mean, the trench coat. Oh, of course. Yeah. To be worn in the trenches. Yes. You know that. I didn't know that. So, you know, Thomas Burberry designed it to be worn in the trenches. And that's where the name trench coat comes Women didn't really start to wear coats regularly, like the coat we know it now with sleeves. They wore capes and shawls before, but until the 20s, really. The 1920s was when the coat came in for women. And it was a long, easy-fitting coat that went over their flapper dresses with fur mm. collars and fur cuffs. By the time the 30s came along, the Depression was there, and so coats were made in neutral colours because you only could afford one. Of course, yeah. And you had to be able to wear it with everything else. So, and then by the time the 40s came along, they took on a military style because the war was going on. And so those coats became fashionable with double breast. 
and military lapels and lots of brass buttons. By the time the 50s came along, we were in the baby boom. And if you notice, the coats in the 50s are, are sort of swing coats. They are, yeah. Allowed, allowed a woman to be pregnant with just the one coat. <laughs> 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 and they were, more, they were more shapeless and a bit more romantic, you know. More yes, romantic. yes. And, and they've evolved through time. But really, I'm, I was just thinking about the coats I have and I hang them by my door so that I wear them. If they're hung up in your wardrobe, you won't wear them. So hang them. Where you can see them. Accessible. Yeah. Yeah, but I I tend not to wear a tailored proper coat as often as a uh a, a more relaxed casual coat. Well, do you know, I'm I'm the opposite because I got a gorgeous, a fab uh, tailored coat last year in a kind of a real kind of emeraldy mixture of kind of emerald kind of bottle green colour. Fabulous. Um, but like that, I, I hear what you're saying when it's lashed and rain, that coat is <laughs> not as good as the puffa uh, as well. But yeah. I don't know, I, I prefer it. I just feel, I feel oh, more I elegant in the tailored coat. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And sometimes when you're not properly dressed or you feel like you need to run into town putting on a great coat is all you need you know it's fabulous and if you have a really great neutral colour coat changing the scarf changes the impact and people think you have lots of coats but you're wearing the same coat with just lots of different scarves so there's a way great tip that's a great tip a great coat yeah it is a great tip but so they are still very useful and I still love my coats I have one that I've been wearing since 2009 and it's still going strong so when you get a great one you know make again Put on your carpet head. <laughs> Put on the carpet head. That is the tip that we're going to take away from this. Maria, as always, great style advice, great uh, uh, chatting to you, great interesting chat as always. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Sinead. Thanks a million. If you want to get more information about what Maria does in her work, you can uh, reach out to her on email. She's maria.macklin at houseofcolour.com and you'll also uh, be able to follow her. She's on all social media, Unlocking Your Style. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237.